Hi, I'm Jim. And I'm David. And this is the Practical Guitarist Podcast. The podcast for people who eat, sleep, and breathe guitar. It's contest time again. Great Lakes Guitar Pickups is giving away another set of pickups, and this time it's a Strat set for one of you lucky listeners. To enter, record a video telling us about why you deserve the pickups and send it to questions at practicalguitars.com. We'll review the video and confirm your entry in the drawing. Don't stress, use your cell phone or 90s era webcam if that's all you've got. Get your submissions in by April 20th, 2019, because we'll hold the drawing live in our Facebook group on April 21st. And remember, if you've already won, don't bother entering again as you are no longer eligible to win. Are you a regular listener? Why not? Subscribe using your chosen podcast app. Review us on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. Find our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash practical guitarist or locate us on Twitter as at practguitarist. Support the show. Merchandise is available in our Threadless store at practicalguitarspodcast.threadless.com or you can donate to us via Patreon, which is available at patreon.com slash practicalguitarist. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can do so via email at questions at practicalguitarist.com. I'm sorry, Jim. Uh, I am I am like a wet rat right now. My my shirt weighs more than a Les Paul. <laughs> I don't know if you really want to tell our listeners this. Um, uh, well, no, it was it was it's pouring. We went out; it was it nice. Is. Yeah, we came back. Thunderstorm, pouring rain. Well, so uh, I wanted to apologize to our listeners to start off with because it's going to be a shorter episode than typical. Uh, we're strapped for time right now. Um, Jim is Jim has got some stuff going on tonight, and and actually, because um, we family stuff or last night because Jim had some stuff going on last night, and then yep. so tonight. For recording and then next this whole next week like starting saturday i will be out of town so sunday night episode that we normally record on sunday we get released on monday uh monday evening for the tuesday cycle or whatever you want to call it um jim and i will be doing that i will be doing that remote from from texas so um cool. yeah because i'm i'm doing our annual conference for work so oh yeah i will probably be asleep on most of the podcast that will probably <laughs> be what happens yeah, I was going to say. It's going to be 14 to 16 hour days of hard labor working in the hot sun uh, on the chain gang. So <laughs> there's some there's some definite slavery going on in that place. Oh. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, we've all we've had some crazy stuff happening, man. Like you got that you got that new uh, that new turd back there. I mean, Telecaster. Yep. Um, new new uh, Fender uh, Fender thing? Fender Turdercaster or whatever yeah. Telecaster. I'll have to tell you what happened during the open mic. You'll laugh. I'm not giving you too much crap. Like I telecasters are fine. Um, I just think that they're like they tend to be pretty overpriced for what they are. For what they are. Yeah. I, and I really want to talk about that. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously the value is the value is there because like people have been paying it for a long time. But I mean, I'm just saying, like, for for me, like I kind of look at it and go, if I'm gonna spend, you know, if I'm gonna spend the same amount of money as I'm gonna spend on a Stratocaster, I'll get the extra features a strat has. That's a, that's my talking point number four. First, yeah, we need to talk about hearing protection. We get to talk about a couple of things. We're gonna talk about hearing protection. Let's do that first. Go for Let's it. start with that. So, you, hearing protection. Yes, I use eargasms. 
I guess to, um, they come in a little um, box. I get them at right, the right. center. They're not that expensive. Anybody that's using those squishy things that you roll up and you stick in your yeah, yard, the heroes. That's, that's fine. But the problem is they're not really designed to um, I, allow frequencies through better. Honestly, uh, if, if you have to use those, you can use those. Um, the main thing is protect your hearing. It doesn't right. matter really what you, I mean, I know people who use wanted up cotton price sakes. Yeah. Um, I, the main thing is to just make sure that you're protecting your hearing. Cause let's face it. If I, and, and this is not necessarily the case today, but we use loud volumes on stage a lot of the times and you're not supposed to be subjecting yourself to that. And you yeah. will, as you get older, have more problems with hearing loss. Yeah. Um, huh? I have, huh? Huh? shut up, Jim. Um, <laughs> I, Jim can't hear what I say half the time anyway. Can, can oh. you tell? Um, anyway, so uh, I, I think... Oh, I just don't listen. <laughs> I use uh, Enomotic, which is yeah. a, it's a pretty well-known brand, but um, yeah. I'm looking to get something else. I'm, I'm not comfortable with the ones I have. They're, they're okay. They're just... Uh, they're like the Umbrella Tree style, you know? Yep. Uh, which yep. are fine. I had a better set of them uh, years and years ago with my daughter, one of my, my stepdaughter flushed one of them down the toilet. So that set basically went in the garbage. Yeah. I only had one remaining. Yeah. And uh, I now have uh, like I, the newer atomotics. They they're not ported or anything. And I find that they're, they're good, but all of those headphones just really affect the high frequencies a lot. Right. Um, the earplugs. I haven't found a set that don't. And John's original thing was like, he was talking about in-ear monitors working his hearing protection and they're supposed to, yep. supposed to double up. And, and that's exactly what I was going to say. So I'm, um, after, uh, before this set of eargasms is done, I will be buying a new uh, set of um, in-ears that are doubled up as, as hearing. Well, they're, um, all, they're all supposed to be hearing protection. But yeah, I mean, it just depends on how good they are isolating you from the outside environment. The funny thing is you're putting something that basically like is more damaging to your ears. Yeah, what happens is it, it isolates. So you've got to be careful about the volumes you throw into your ears from what you're listening to because those things will actually – you can still harm your ears. In that yeah, uh, significantly. Um, All right, so – There's a whole other episode on how to make how to make in-ears work for right. people, but um, I don't think we should cover that tonight. That's that's a whole yeah. episode unto itself. You could literally go for hours on that, and, and it would not be interesting. So the next thing the, – the, the point is, everybody, protect your ears. That's, yep. that's what we're saying. However, you got to do it, even if it is a cotton ball. Yeah. But don't use don't use Q-tips. So I went, cotton balls. I, went, I had to have one surgically removed. Oh, it cost yeah. me a thousand dollars. Yep. Have a Q-tip taken out of my ear. Yep. And I, I went to a show last week, and we were on the way, and I realized, oh crap! I left my hearing protection. I didn't stick a Q-tip in my ear. I was cleaning my ears, and the Q-tip went into my. <laughs> And See, it broke off. Jim can't hear me. That's what I got for, that's what I got for um, <laughs> using my mother's. Um, uh, she had a, She had these cheap Q-tips, and that's the last. Thing. Well, they weren't Q-tip brand. That's the problem. Oh, all right. So, um, as I was saying, I was going to this concert the other day, and I was like, didn't have my hearing protection. I was like, oh, shit. Like, this is going to be bad. And actually, it wasn't terrible. I didn't have like the high frequency deadening you get after you go through a really loud show. Um, yep. We were in the back of the house. We were up in the balcony and stuff. So it wasn't terrible. Yeah, um, I would highly recommend 
if you even just go to see music, get yourself a good pair of, of earplugs because you yeah. are subjecting yourself to something that will ultimately cause hearing loss later in life. Yeah. The nice thing is about most of the newer ones, the ones that are above a couple of dollars, is that they're also, they, they don't show that much. So it doesn't look like yeah. you've got like a big thing sticking out of your ear. Like a Christmas tree okay. sticking out of your ear. So this one should be quick. Point number two, question number two, Mac or PC? We uh, talk, well, I'm talking about this because you're about to get a PC. Oh, he's, he's shoving it in my face, folks. Let's talk about this. No, me. I said maybe. I didn't. And I'm not shoving it in your face. No, I am buying a PC. I bought, I bought a very expensive PC. Um, I, I actually went through the process of I was going to build one. Um, and, there, and actually, there's a very good personal reason for why I'm doing this. And I'll make it very clear to everybody. I would much rather, if I was doing only recording, stick in the in the Mac world and stick with Logic Pro. I I feel very strongly that that is the the best value in recording software. It functions great. It's two hundred and fifty bucks, and you get everything you need to record. And I by everything you get virtual instruments, you get good samples, uh, an amazing sample library that comes with the software. You get great plugins out of the box, and they're always adding new features. And you don't pay for upgrades. Like right. if, if anybody can do it right, Apple did it right when they, when they acquired logic and then built the software out the way they did now. So you're asking yourself, I'm a big proponent of logic. Why am I switching away from a Mac? I had a, a 2015 iMac uh, that ran me. I think it was close to 2200 when I bought it. Um, and I bought it. I spec it with a 256 gigabyte solid state drive. Uh, which is a problem because we're doing video now. So I need, I know I needed to increase the hard drive. So I went out and I, I actually went and got a quote on a hard drive uh, thing, which would have been an additional $400. Um, yeah. And I actually, I waited long enough that the price went from 400 to 300 because the, the, the price <laughs> of the hardware actually went down. Um, yeah. And I was going to pull the trigger this week and I got to thinking about it and I did some uh, some hard math actually looking at a three-year outlay of what I would be spending on my PCs and stuff, or like my computers, my whole computing system, um, including like a new interface, um, a new, you know, a copy of Windows, all, that, all those different things. And I, and I basically realized that it was actually cheaper if I was going to continue to use Logic for me to go. In fact, it was, that was the cheapest option was for me to go and get a new iMac, sell yep. my old one, and yep. continue to use Logic and everything, right? Yep. But then I, then I unfortunately have feelings and I have nostalgia, which here's a problem that many people face. Um, and my nostalgia was that I used to play video games with my brother a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll get really personal with everybody here on the interwebs. My, my brother is, um, he's been going through a really difficult period for the last year. He lost his wife back in, in, uh, July of last year. I think it was July, mm-hmm. June or July. Um, and he just lost his best friend who his best friend committed suicide um, a week ago. Uh, I mentioned it in the group um, and he's going through a rough time. And I was, I've been over at his house a lot and he's been playing video games. And I'm like, you know what? I need to, I need to play games with my brother again, like for a while I need to be there for him. And that's a good way for me to do that. I live 40 yeah. minutes from my brother. So it's not easy for me to get down there every day because otherwise I would be hanging out with him more. Um, yes. So this works out. That's the reason why I went to a PC. And I think that's a pretty noble reason. That's definitely a good reason. So I I'm just a cheap son of a bitch. That's why I'm gonna do a PC next. Well, I don't think okay, so, so I don't that that's the funny thing, is like I still don't think you really get 
so they're both you get bang for your buck in hardware, right? Here's the difference. In in the PC world, your hardware is a lot stronger, and, but on a Mac, because the software is so well written, it's just a toss up. It, I, that's why I said, like at the end of the day, this, the 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 complete system is a toss up. The only thing that you should be using to to base your decision on it is what software do you want to use? Yep. Especially from an audio perspective, um, because there are certain options that only are usable in the, the uh, Mac side of the world. Right. And then also be very, very clear and specific about whether you're going to play video games. Because even though Apple does have some partnerships with different companies to produce games for them, they're they do not, not have the games near like what you're going to have in the PC realm. No, no not my life. Oh, okay. Uh, let, and let me talk about that, the system real quick before we before we go forward. Tell okay. people what I bought. I want to give some people some ear candy, right? So I went to um, playbld.com which is NZXT's site for yeah. um, specking out computers. And the way it works, like you go in there and you select three games that you really like, that you want to play. What is it? Play what? Uh, playbld.com. So um, you go in there and you can like select three games. So I selected Anthem, which is supposed to be like the crisis of its time, which is the game that like, is not really that great, but is really resource intense on the graphics and, and looks slick. And then I selected a few other games. And then, I, and then they give you a price points. And you can pick a thousand, uh, two thousand, and I or no, it's a thousand, fifteen hundred, and two thousand. And they have builds that show you, and then you can go go in and customize, obviously. But they have builds that show you like what performance level you're getting for your money. Um, so I ended up spending a lot more than I anticipated, but uh, I got a liquid cooled uh, system coming, which yep. uh, has a, a Core i7 a nine series in it. If, for those of you computer geeks like me, and a uh, really really big fancy um uh solid state drive it's got an m2 solid state drive in it of one nice. terabyte and nice it's yeah i'm gonna have plenty of room for doing the podcast now and i'm not gonna be bitching at my computer all the time which is gonna be fantastic <laughs> that's good i will be doing copious backups since it's windows and i know uh, i know windows well enough that's what i do for a living i support windows all day long which is part of the reason and if you're not backing your computer up yeah uh, yeah in the mac world i don't think i i don't think i've ever taken a system backup like I'll take file backups, but I did this initial system backup and then I kept time machine. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even use time machine. Like I'm to the point where it's like my Macs are so stable. I've never had a, a Mac crash to the point where I couldn't recover it. Unless I, unless I beat the hard drive with my fist, which I've actually done. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, no, I had, I had a Mac problem. There was a 2010 Macs. They had a, um, their MacBook pros. They had a, a large series of them where the, um, the, Nvidia graphics cards were bad. The yeah. drivers and I had a bunch of Macs put down. But anyway, all right. So yeah. along with that, Android or Apple? Um, I am still an avid iPhone user. And I'm my wife and I were talking about that last night. We may not be forever. Um, but but that really boils down to what Apple does in the next couple of years. Apple has made a lot of freaking mistakes since Steve Jobs' death. And they're continuing to make those mistakes. And I'm yeah. really, really shocked that the world isn't calling for Tim Cook's resignation at this point, but um, they're apparently they can do no wrong. So uh, I will say this much. The reason why I have an iPhone right now is I have XS max, right? Yep. There are peripherals available for it. And that's a big reason why I have it Um, because I actually use, I have um, sitting over here uh, somewhere is my gimbal. Uh, I have a, um, a DJI gimbal. Uh, I forget what, I forget what the model name is, but, I use that for motion photography and video yep. shots. I've been using that to do some of our demonstration videos and stuff. 
I will be using it to do some more um, going forward. And I also have the MV88 microphone from Sure, which I yep. will be using when I'm in Texas to do the podcast. Um, and I gotta, I, Jim, remind me, we gotta talk about um, getting you hooked up with Zoom so you can so you can log into my account, yep. and run the meeting, and you can record it to your PC, and we yep. can, you know, you I'll let you edit it or you can do whatever you want. J- yep. Next week will be Jim's episode. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Um. um We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. But anyway, uh, the main thing is like peripherals, but I know Android has some of that stuff available, but there's just so many different damn phones. And that's a big part of it is that like, I know that the windows world, part of the reason why windows is less stable than, than Mac OS X is they're dealing with tons of different hardware types. Yeah. Um, and Android's the same way. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I think it's a mature OS now, which is yeah. Nice. Android. On the big platforms, your Samsungs, you know, your your uh, LGs, those things, they're they're stable. It's when you get to the um, budget phones, it's, it can become unstable because, again, you're talking about um, hardware that um, hasn't really um, been through approval processes that it should. But anyway, um, yeah, that's the biggest thing. When it comes to Android, as far as a musician goes, it's really about the add-ons, the physical add-ons. And, yeah. and sometimes the... The software, I am, I am shocked at the number of people that are not writing for both Android and Apple. Yeah. and and really I, shocked because well, the porting is so easy now. Oh, and well, so the porting is easy if you're not writing in Swift and, and uh, like the different languages that are associated with Apple products. But right. the, the, the big problem I have with that whole thing is like you'll see an app like Filmic Pro, which I've been using to shoot for the, for yeah. the podcast. Filmic Pro – is available on Android, but I've heard a lot of people say Filmic Pro is awful on Android. And I yeah. don't know if that's true or not. I think a lot of it has to do with the cameras and the supported shooting modes. Because like the, the Apple camera is slick, right? It's, yeah. I, it is a, a marvel of engineering. And I think that there are comparable cameras in the, the, um, uh, the Android world. But I think in order to get those cameras, you really have to keep up with the Joneses. Yep. Yeah, and, the Samsungs are one of the few cameras that you're going to find. Or well, the the one that the one that's been really impressive to me is the Pixel. Google Pixel. Yep. Yeah, and that's probably what I would end up going with anyway. Because yep. yeah, I don't want bloatware. I don't want any of that crap. Right. Become right. a tech podcast, Jim. Yep. All right. So the next one, and now we're <laughs> now we're at number four, Tele or Strat. And here's here's where uh, um, <clears throat> things uh, come into play. Obviously. Um, I've got the, uh, the Stratocaster and Telecaster. Both of them are, are deluxe made in uh, Mexico's, which means that they're the highest end made in Mexico um, guitars that you're going to get. Not, uh, well, th- through Fender. Now, that said, that doesn't mean they're great. That doesn't mean they're bad. It just means that they're the most expensive ones through me. And <clears throat> um, the highest end Dodge. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Part so the, the, the Viper. Yeah. So the, um, uh, you know, the question still remains because I've got this Telecaster, right? And it's still just a, here's the thing. So the Tele, which is hanging behind me with the same neck, only a smaller headstock, obviously, then the Strat sit hanging next to it, which has belly cut, nice smooth edges, and it's, and it's contoured better and everything else. It's got a humbucker. They, they both got the noiseless pickups. Here's, here's the thing that's, that I'm going to get to is, Okay. There's a nicer finish on the strat. Everything about the strat says higher end, the exact same price. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing I don't get. I don't understand. And then if you want a thin line telly, 
have to pay an extra hundred. And it's like, wait a minute, if I want to get a thin line deluxe telly from made in Mexico, I got to pay an extra hundred. That should be the telly that is the same price as the strap. Not, not this one. This one should be a hundred bucks less or something. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying telecasters, I, I will say this. I was impressed. I, I've never gigged a, a telly. Well, I can't say I've never played a telly at a gig, but I've never played one uh, more than maybe a song or two. But last night I played several. I was, you know, part of the backing band, right? Mm-hmm. And so here I am. Um, and I was like, damn, this thing is shelling out, man. It's it's doing a great job. I'm I'm liking it. Um that said, I think that the strat and it should be a different price. Okay. I just I don't get it. I okay. don't get it. But I know it's what market bears. I really do. I get that. Feature for feature. Right. It makes no difference. Right. Like, um, what is a different vibe? I completely agree. Stripped down vibe should be stripped down price. Yeah. Um, and that's what a telecaster is. Now, granted, yours is a three pickup telly. Um, the only difference is it's um you're going three from um, <laughs> I just got a straw delivered. Have you see that shit? I know, um, see that? My my wife is amazing. She literally just dropped a giant burrito in my lap and this yeah. straw over here. It's and a straw. And a soda. Since we've been staying here, you've got a soda, a straw, and a giant burrito. It's only as strong as its weakest link, and that's me. So for my wife to do this, like, she's propping this show up right now, and I want to make it really clear. Um, That's right. I love my wife very much, and she helps me a lot. Anyway. That's awesome. Moving on. Um, Yeah, so three pickups, you know, like, that's a big big part of that price, right? The other thing is that, of course, obviously, the vibrato that you get on a Strat versus the hardtail bridge you get on a, on a telecaster that, yep. and that and that and that's a big part of it for me like it's different hardware but there's probably the same amount of metal machining going on there and it's cheap in the strat bridges to the point where they're basically the same price um yeah. i do think you get a higher quality hardware if you buy a telecaster i just don't think it does as much right. if that makes any sense so I I um now here's why i think you're gonna like the telly anyway like i do this ahead of time the Telecaster is basically a Les Paul. It's a two pickup guitar <laughs> with virtually no frills, right? But it is funny that you got the three pickup version because I'm like, you couldn't just get a Telecaster, right? Like you had to get something weird. Um, <laughs> I almost didn't. I almost went with the two pickup version. Well, I was I was that close to getting you know the one down and just getting the the two t- the two pickup. All right. But here's what I wanted. And is it, these are the things that would have brought it right back to the same price and why I went with the three um, because I wanted the noiseless pickups. I actually like those. <clears throat> um, I know there's better pickups out there. But for me and for what I'm doing, I like them. Um, and I wanted the uh, uh, locking shower tuners. And, um, you know, so there was, there were certain things that were like, okay, I'll live with it. Because you know what I could do to make it like the two the two pickup version and I'm going to wind up doing is having that second position. I don't know if you count from the bridge to the, to the um, neck or the neck to the bridge. So I'll just say the position between the, the bridge and the middle will become bridge neck. Right. That's really all I'm going to do that. And I'm going to add a, um, a tone bleed circuit. I think, I think bridge neck is, is critical. That is the, that is a standard telly sound. Yeah. Right. And, and I'm going to get a um, uh, bleed circuit. 
So like, yeah, well, the treble bleed. So I don't even think the treble bleed is all that important. I know a lot of people are like, oh, treble bleed, treble bleed. On a on a guitar like a Telecaster, I think the treble bleed actually um, it winds up doing something that's kind of weird. I like the way that the treble rolls off as you roll back the volume up on a Telecaster because it has yeah. so much treble. Other it guitars, other guitars, I want a treble bleed thing, but but Telecasters eh, kind of like, well, I'd really rather have the roll off a little bit. Yeah. Do you, do you like the tone control on it? Um, I barely use it. Is it a, is it a, do you know if it is a, um, I don't um, know if it's lo- um, logarithmic or, um, no, I was going to say, is it 500 K or 250? I want to say it's 250. I want to say it's that. probably 250. Most of them are it might be. but because it's a deluxe, I kind of wonder if it's, yeah, because it's a deluxe and, and it's the noiseless pickups, it might be a 500. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, so here's the thing. I, 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 you know, I, I kind of like, I'm a strat guy, right? So telecasters they're, they're I like them, yep. but you, I'm going to, I want to kind of preface this with like what I told Jim initially was like, you sold a PRSCE to yep. get that telecaster. But yep. what were you thinking? I know I've got extra money. Well, um, I, I'm sure you do. What happened even after telecaster? Even after getting the, uh, oh, I got the blonde one right there. You I was going to say the blonde was not hanging behind there. you. So I didn't know. Yeah. All right, See? all right. Yeah, because you already I had a Telecaster. I, it's like, what do you need another one for? And it's tuned down. You know what's funny is, so uh, I tuned that one down. The only thing that's going to happen with that one is, well, I'm definitely changing the tuners. Right. Yeah. The tuners are just anybody that says Fender Squire things. No, they're not. But tuners have got to go. And well, that's an affinity, uh, though, right? Yeah. 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 Affinity the, tuners are garbage. You go up to the next yeah. level up, the tuners are better. Yeah. The tuners, um, the bridge is fine for me for, for what it does. The bridge is fine. Um, but the pickups are probably going to go too. I, probably just to, to give them a little more bite and snap. But well, to be honest with you, they're not terrible. The one thing that has to change in that thing is the tuners. As I eat a face full of burrito here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my whole thing is like with, um, with Stratocasters like versus Telecasters the way that I would think about it is that do I want that bridge pickup sound? Because obviously the bridge pickup is totally different. Like if you pick up your telly and you play it, it is so different. It's very different. The neck pickup is different. It's yep. lipstick versus the, do they consider those a lipstick pickup? I mean, I, I, would, I they look like a lipstick tube, but they do. They're not really the same thing as like a Dan Electra lipstick pickup. Right. No. So they're more like a, well, they're super usable. I will give you that. Hopefully, I'm yes. not gulping too loud. And, and you know, it's funny. No, you're not. It, it, it's funny because um, typically, you know, I found that like a lot of neck pickups are so weak. It's, you know, for, for you know, single coils. But no, I like the Telly's neck pickup. Now, that said, I still like the Strat a lot. Well, here's um, the so, here's, so you typically like your impression of single coils is I'm, I'm assuming largely based on like having a humbucker single, single guitar or humbucker single guitar. Yep. Mostly. Yep, and that's where this whole myth comes in that oh they're they're not hot like they're they're you know what I mean like all oh, these are they're not balanced because they're not balanced like you compare it to a humbucker and sure they're not balanced but right. you change your amp settings with a guitar with like low output pickups and all of a sudden it comes alive and you're like oh now I get it yeah um, well yeah and I've been using the strat mostly in a in a single coil um, thing what I do is if I need a little boost on the bridge I just pop that thing. 
it takes a very special guitar um to be able to do the humbucker single coil thing together yeah and do it yeah. well um i have the kiesel right yeah do a humbucker and so that's like a whole other thing for me normally i'm a three three strap pickup guitar yeah and um i'll be honest with you i'm falling back in love with humbuckers and it's those pickups are so splittable that um the the in-between positions on that it's got a five-way selector and two humbuckers i'm not exactly sure what all the positions are but i know that i like them and uh, i just haven't taken the time to figure out what they what they actually specifically are right but i would highly recommend um if you're not happy with your humbuckers or you're not happy with your single coils, just try different ones. Cause there are, out, they are out there and it's not night and day different, but it's enough. Like if you're looking for something specific, like you want to, you want that strat in between sound, you got humbuckers, like you just need to find the right one. It exists. Yep. Um, yep. And it's, it's making me reevaluate like what kind of pickups I really want in my guitars. Um, which, you know, it's kind of interesting, I think. Yeah. Um, I and, and I always thought like, oh, I kind of had my sound, you know, like I knew that this was kind of what I wanted, but now I'm like way more open to exploring other sounds that are very similar to what I'm, you know, what I hear in my head, but aren't necessarily the same. And I think maybe that's just maturity as a musician, as yeah. my um, my cat decides that she's going to see what my burrito looks like. And she's going to take up the whole screen. Oh, she probably will. Um, but that that's good because <laughs> we don't video podcast. So oh, now yeah. she's down. Great. She's down for the count. Um, I need to get a cat fence, like to keep them off. Yes, the so I'm hiding behind the microphone. Jim can't even see me because tonight I've already sold my iMac by the time this up yeah. episode. So I'm recording on a, on a MacBook, and it's, um, it's at a different angle. And so the microphone is, is directly angle. in front of me. And it's right in your face. I can tell right away. Can we kill, can we kill the, um, do we want to kill this pickup argument or we want to talk about something else with regards to next, that? next. All right. All right. So, um, really, uh, we talked about the two talking points because we talked about the the value of a of a um, Kelly versus a Strat as well. Um, so the next thing that I, I want to talk about, I want to get to the last one, the biggest one last, so that because we're going to spend more time on it than anything. Okay. So I just want to say um, I posted this week, and people should be laughing about the one million dollar seven string Schecter. I want it. No, I don't want that. <laughs> I do not want I that. I mean, what is it with these people on, on Facebook Marketplace? Right before that, I saw another 1,245,000, you know. Yeah, I think it's sometimes it's just like, I want to show off, um, which that's not a guitar you would want to show off. Anyway, uh, before we get to that last topic, let me let me jump in because I got one that you don't know about yet. Okay. I'm leaving. He, he starts... Sorry, I'm, I'm really trying not to like, oh, I didn't know we were going to the last one. Oh, I'll, you want me to do the last one first? All right. Can we just talk about the tone of this burrito for a minute? <laughs> the tone of this burrito yeah. is mission style. It's warm. It's creamy. It's a little yeah. bean. There's some beans in it, you know? All right, moving on. Right. Um, I believe Tone Burrito will be the name of this episode. Tone Burrito. Um, um, so <laughs> I had to say it. I, I was just thinking in the back of my mind, this is going to be called Tone Burrito. Because I'm really having trouble eating this burrito and doing this podcast. Doing the podcast. At the same time. This is pretty incredible. Yep. Um, so I, I can't, I can't let it get cold. I just can't. Um, I can't. I can't. Yeah, I can't. I can't stand uh, cold burritos. Um, anyway, 
Um, I can't stand cold burritos. Um, so we did like, we did like what, 20 minutes on police last episode, right? Yeah. Um, what is that woman's name? The Netflix show, the, the Japanese lady that, that does the, um, the organization ladies, Marie Kondo, Marie Kondro. I, I know what her, uh, the Con Marie method is the thing that she came up with. Right. Oh. That's not her name. The oh, yeah. Con Marie method is this thing of like, um, how you sort through your stuff and decide you what you want to keep or what you want to sell or go throw away. Oh, okay. And as I start going through my things and start thinking about my guitar equipment this way, because I've heard about this on 60 cycle home, I was like, Oh, I should try that approach. Just see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And after watching a couple of episodes and like kind of getting the vibe about it's actually supposed to work, because I think there's a little bit of a philosophical thing. When somebody tells you this method, which is basically like you pick up something and then you determine whether it brings you joy. And that's how you decide whether to keep it. Or yeah. Yeah. I've heard that. Yep, yep. That is just like the basic words of it. Right. Yep. Until you, until you watch the show and you watch people like literally pick things up and try to decide whether it brings them joy or not. That's yep. when you like start to, it starts to really sink in like how this actually works. So I started applying this, right. I picked up, picked up that red GNL uh, Stratocaster. Oh boy. Yep. The one I, the one I bought. And I picked it up and I played it and I go, this doesn't bring me joy. It, no. did, not, it did not bring me joy. And I know that you're going to get rid of it. Yep. And um, I picked up my S500, the, the USA one. Yep. And it brings me joy, but it's not the kind of joy you'd think, right? So it's like, I would say it's more like an ornament at this point. Which is really sad for me to admit. But it's like, this is a thing that I wanted for so long. And now I have it and I do play it and I do enjoy it, but it's not where I am as a musician right now. Right. Um, and I have that guitar and then I have the, the blue S 500. I picked it up and it plays great and I love it for what it does, but I don't, it doesn't bring me joy. It is a tool. Yeah. Um, I picked up uh, my, there was another guitar I picked up. I picked up my SG. And doesn't I bring any like joy. that guitar, but it doesn't bring me much joy. Yeah. So I'm holding on to some of these things, like the SG. I'm holding on to it because I have this fantasy of like I always wanted to play like the door stuff. Yep. But why can't I do that on another guitar? And like part of me just sits there and go, you know, what? I really like this guitar, but it's not bringing me any joy. And so I, I like Jim. I've just whittled down half my guitar collection on the podcast right now. And that's that. That's where I'm at right now. I was like, so what is going to bring me joy? And you know what's really sad? Like what's the thing that? that I feared would happen when I got my seven string Kiesel actually happened. And that is, I prefer seven strings now. And there aren't many seven strings out there I actually like. Um, for me to get another seven string, I have to get something traditional with seven strings. So like, yeah. I'm looking at a Delos really hard from Kiesel right now, and I'm going. I could just sell like four guitars and I could get this crazy Delos and it's calling my name like really yep. bad. Um, Ibanez really needs to get off their ass and make a seven string AZ. Cause then I'd give good time my money. Cause I really don't like, that's the one thing I don't like about Kiesel. Like I really believe in mom and pops and I want to give them my money and I have a great mom and pop near me and I'd rather give them my money, but they don't have any dealers. And the other thing is like, not not I'm not good time doesn't have any dealers, but Kiesel doesn't do dealers, so like right. um I really don't want to buy from them because it's like I can't even support a mom mom and pop buying from them. It sucks. Right. 
I know. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. So, um, Jim, because you sold so many guitars in the last like month or two. Yep. I'm willing to bet that it didn't bring you joy. It didn't. Do the guitars you have now bring you joy? Yes. That's weird, isn't it? That uh, um, that these guitars are bringing me joy. Uh, I just it's so it's the weirdest thing. You know which one it's not right now, and I and don't say anything out loud, but it's that one. So it's going to be tough holding on to that. And so we'll that's, see. We'll see what happens. Awesome. That's pretty awesome. I'm not surprised to hear that. Um, I think another thing is like, there's a soul in each of these items. And she talks about that. Like how you should thank an item for its service when you give it up. And like, I totally get that, especially with guitars, because I do feel like I would not want this red strat to go into the garbage. I want to go to a happy home for somebody who will actually use it and get a lot of wear out of it. Right. My blue S 500. I love that guitar. I'm probably not going to keep it. Um, I want it to go to a happy home, you know? And so I, I completely get what she's saying. And Jim loves that guitar that's over there that he's pointing at. Um, but probably not going to keep and it. I love, he I wants love it to go to a happy home. Yep. And I'm, I, I know it's got a happy home. So yeah, it, it's just something that happens. So the next thing to talk about, um, because we really don't have a lot of time for all my stuff. So some of it's going to move to next week. But I think that the biggest thing to talk about right now is this whole Article 13 stuff that's going on. So everybody's been hearing about these YouTubers clamoring about the fact that they've got um, uh, covers on their YouTube channels. And um, I want to go into my thoughts, but I also want to go into what they should have known if they had, if they had sat down and learned some laws. And of course, if YouTube had done a better job, and I want to talk about all, all three of those things. The first thing is, obviously, um, a lot of YouTubers have been getting where their stuff is completely demonetized. And, and one of two things is happening. Either the artist is getting 100% of the, of the royalty or the, the payments from YouTube, even though they've only got like two or three seconds, literally, of content. One guy played a D-sus chord, um, Paul Davids. Um, that one was kind of ridiculous. I'm sure he'll get that, that removed. But um, that said, there's a lot of people. Um, uh, matter of fact, um, Robert Jackson, our friend with um, the, um, the Guitar Dungeon. His guy, he got um, his stuff pulled from uh, from the guys in in Metallica, and he was playing a kazoo. I mean, come on, he was playing a kazoo, and and they, and they said, "Oh no, that's our riff." So I, I I get it, but I don't get it. But here's here's the thing, and see, so Robert's guitar dungeon. He made a. He said this was his point, and I and I and I corrected him already in, in the thing. And, I, and not in a mean way. I'm not trying to be mean now. Um, <clears throat> so Robert, Robert said, um, hey, how come they're not going after uh, people doing covers in, in clubs? They do. Um, that's why clubs have to have ASCAP, BMI, and everything else. If you do any they part. Do. I know clubs have been shut down over it. Yeah, and there are clubs that have literally been shut down. And there are clubs that have had to pay fines for that. And there are clubs that that's why they, they buy those things. And even if you have a jukebox in the club, there are certain rules and regulations that, that, that um, you know, even television with, with channels on them, they pay licenses. So um, what I want to get is this. So YouTube 
has been the you know the, the final frontier, the the you know the wild wild west, whatever you want to call it. Um, and now there are bots or people you can you can whichever one it is, whichever one we believe it is, doesn't matter really. They're going through and saying, "Yep, you've got a piece of a of a Don Henley song." Sorry, it can't even be shown in the United States. It's out, which absolutely kills me because. There are rules in terms of how much of another person's music and material you're allowed to use. That's right. So it, my assumption and my understanding is it's supposed to be a 12-second rule. Right. Now, I've heard situations where they're dinging people for like a second and a half or three seconds. Yeah, long. three seconds. Yeah. Now, of course, you That's can fight it. Policy. Right, and you can fight that, and it is legal. The problem is then if they go back See what YouTube has. This is this is where there's nobody in between. This is the problem you've got with YouTube. There's nobody in between. So here's the lawyers or whoever from the record company or whoever owns the music, and here is YouTube. And YouTube says, "Hey, they've only got three seconds worth of stuff. They should be able to use it." Record company says, "Nope, we're going to sue you if you do." YouTube's not taking that chance. They're not backing you with their lawyers, taking it down. Even though you want it hosted. Posted elsewhere. We Which talked about this with Reverb. They don't, they don't, that's the thing. The, the lawyer doesn't even have a case if it's true that the 12-second rule applies. Like that's right. They can argue but, all day long, but YouTube is not going to defend their content. And that's basically what it is. That's what it is. That's exactly what I'm saying. YouTube's not going to take and spend the money to defend their own content. So they're just going, okay, we'll pull it. And and then if you dig yourself enough times by trying to fight the big, the big guy. Guess what happens? Then they demonetize you. <laughs> and they demonetize you and you can't even set up a new account. So, well, you can. Everybody knows you can. Everybody you gotta, does. It's a whole new thing. But now you got to start all over. So the point is that, um, you know, now, now Pete Thorne was the only one that came out and said what I was thinking the whole time. Make up your own shit. Mm-hmm. The truth is, if you're going to try to monetize, gonna try to do this stuff, make up your own stuff. Play your own thing. And if you are going to play covers and you're monetized and the Eagles say, yep, shut it down, you're going to have to deal with it. That's we got demonetized. It. We got a, de- a video demonetized. I Did took we? some uh, performance footage and uh, Ingvay is getting 100% oh, yeah. for that video. And you know what? I'm completely thrilled with that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, the system works. Yeah. I'm not trying to make money off YouTube. I'm doing it because no. I want to. Um, it, yeah, exactly. And that's and I think that's the distinction here is once people said that like YouTube is going to be their primary method of of earning cash, or even a tertiary method of earning cash, like you know people get pissed off when money gets involved. If if YouTube if YouTube were free, and the content creators weren't making money, yep, the lawyers would not be involved. Nope. And and that's what's stupid about this whole thing is is like, yep, because they want to sell advertising then this whole relationship has to happen where they're paying content creators and like, it's just, it's just insane. All right. I don't know. I have my, I have my whole thing about it, I have some very judicious questions about who actually owns content you posted on YouTube. But Here's the problem. Okay. That's exactly what I was going to say. So there's a lot of rules that, that um, go around YouTube that we don't even know. And the problem is because YouTube was created and, and, um, YouTube was created a wild, wild west, right? Some guy wanted to put up a video of, of some zoo content or something, right? right? 
I put up this zoo content video, and then all of a sudden, everybody wanted to host their videos, and it grew, and then Google bought it. And the person walked right. away with millions of dollars, fat, dumb, and happy. Okay. So here's Google with this content. Google saying, hey, we're going we're gonna to sell ad time and everything else, and they sell premium. I have a YouTube premium account. I do as well. Uh, and uh, I'm not going to watch ads. So if you don't get uh, money from me watching your ads or watching your ads, well, tough shit. Um, I'm paying YouTube a portion and they should be um, they, get, they, get a portion, they get a portion of your, your viewing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Totally. But now I get to watch more videos because I'm not pissed off because I'm watching commercials. So I actually, wa- I, I right. actually consume more, more. And, and I watch more content. So that's good and bad, I guess. I don't know. So anyway, here's the, here's the point. The point is this. If it, if when it was when it was created, when when YouTube when YouTubers and I'll use that term as people who make money on YouTube, when YouTube content creators decided to make to monetize themselves, make money on YouTube, they didn't enter into this with a contract. Right. It's a pretty one-sided decision. You'll put videos up. We'll throw you money when you when we think you've earned it. Mm-hmm. That's that's what you get, and uh, so would you go and and mow a lawn for somebody, and then oh well, you know what? This week you mowed it like like Johnny did it, so I'm going to give you money Johnny would have made, and um, I'm sorry, I'm not going to give you anything because that's what's happened. And so you went through all the work, you created what is what is essentially. Let me say this though, this, but this is the other part. You created what is essentially an advertisement for somebody else's music. And, um, and I want to um, uh, finish this with, with why this can be, why the, these demonetizations and the shutting down of these YouTube things could be really bad for, for these uh, folks like Don Henry. We'll talk about that too, because I, I have some yeah. thoughts on it as well. Yeah, I, I definitely do. Anyway, so I just want to get to this. <clears throat> if you're, if the tone you're going to enter into a contract with YouTube, you're going to create content with no promise. They don't promise you, hey, if you spend six hours creating content, we'll pay you for six hours content. They just go, put it up. You get a certain number of views, and we'll throw you some money based on the views. It's Less. not even a clear, consistent rate of how it, much it, they pay you per view either. Exactly. That's what I was saying. They're just going to come up with it, and it's yeah, and you it's hard to pay you. Well, shit, we got this much money this month. You can have it like that. Yeah, we got. Yeah, well, we've got this many advertisers this month, so we'll give you. A little, oh, this month we don't get as many advertisers, so you and don't. You, get you don't even have a tool to see if you're getting screwed. That's right. And if you don't create content during those months that are slow, then we're not going to push you when the months are hot. Right. Guys that, right. So the whole thing is one sided. So you're entering. You you people. Yes. I say you people. Those of you who enter into this agreement with YouTube. By posting your, your videos, hey, it's about time we find another way to do it. Now, here's here's where I want to get to where people like Don Henley and um, Led Zeppelin, I'm sorry, uh, and folks like that when they yeah. when they black when they blacklist your video and they put it to where you can only see it in Metallica, in certain right in certain no um, Metallica just takes the money. Oh, Metallica will do whatever they want. And we have seen that time and time again, where they will either take the money or shut the account completely down. Yeah. And they can, again, yeah, they can shut it down. Here's, here's the point. Does anybody remember this, this music form called jazz? 
Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Because because unless you have somebody who likes jazz in your family or you have like to get introduced <laughs> to it or something like that, right? Um, you probably haven't heard jazz on the radio in years. Unless you like AM radio and it's like, you know, yeah. three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. One station that plays jazz. That plays jazz for 15 minutes. Yeah. They, they play giant steps and uh, yeah, you know, like they, it's just basically John Coltrane, like one side of giant steps were every night. <laughs> what happened with with um, and Rick Beato uh, did a great video about this, by the way. Jazz killed itself. The jazz killed itself because the jazzers, these yeah. these people with their nose, everything was selling out. <laughs> that was the attitude. They, they were yep, and they did the same thing. Oh. You're not going to play a part of our song. We're taking that chord yep. away from you. We're Paul McCartney tried to do that shit with the F chord. They were trying to take ownership of things, like to right. the point where it just got absurd. Um, and that's why we have rules like you can't copyright chord progressions and stuff like that. Because if you imagine, like, there's really only a finite amount of chord progressions in Western music. Right. So if somebody was able to copyright a chord progression, we'd have all stopped writing music like 35, 50, 100 years ago. You know, it <laughs> like, would definitely not be country Western radio years ago. Right. Cause like they're all the same frigging chords and praise and worship. There would be no praise and worship. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. All right. Let's get back to, let's get back to the main tennis. Though. So, um, yes. obviously like there's severe issues here with the working arrangement that YouTube content creators like Jared Dines and others have with YouTube, which is, yep. a, which is a big deal. Right. Um, and so the discrepancy of course, is that like you are, they are not being clear at all with anybody about how much money they're going to pay you nope. um, or what, for the work that you put in, you're not being that's paid right. for work. You're being paid for views. Right. And that's, like that's I'm right. okay. I'm okay with that because that's usually how entertainment works. Because, right? because it could be a, a freaking video of a cute baby laughing, and you get a bazillion views. As we well, that's see. what I'm saying. But but that's 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 how the entertainment industry works, Jim. That's right. I know. Like, so that's that that part I understand. The part I have a problem with is um, this whole idea that you can they can tell you how much money that you made, but you can't measure it yourself. So you could be getting screwed the whole time and nobody would know. That's right. Um, and then of course, like all these demonetizations that are going on um, are going on via bot. I mean, they do have a review team, but the review team, my understanding is basically called in on the second line. So like if you, if, if the bot goes through your material and they say flag it, and yep. then what happens is you get, you of course get demonetized and then you can, you can appeal with YouTube and then they will either remonetize or demonetize depending on whether or not you pass the second line. Yep. Is an actual person that reviews your. That's right. And that can take weeks but, to happen. But you do not get a phone number. You do not get a email address. You have no way. You have nothing. YouTube is a big black hole. And any of your content creators can tell you there's no help line. Yes. Yeah, YouTube is there. So you literally have no one you can speak to. There's but it's no like any other free service in the world. If it's free, you don't get support. Exactly. And that's I can see, I can see people going back to web pages. That, well, that's what I'm saying. Like if no, 
that's the problem we have right now in in our lives right now we have come to a service-based mentality exactly like really bad okay so in the early days of the internet going back and i know this is not necessarily a musical conversation but but it's it's relevant so it's relevant yeah just stay with me for a minute uh go back to the early days of the internet we had geocities and tripod and all the other different like right. web hosts that were available that were like really simple and just gave you html functionality for free GoDaddy. um yeah. oh long before GoDaddy, they weren't even uh, an itch in, in uh daddy's pants back then um which is really awful and i feel terrible saying that but that was a good GoDaddy joke anyway um so going back <laughs> that far like that's what geocities was right it was these yes. like little private web pages where people shared personal information about themselves. So right. YouTube is social media. I know a lot of people have made this distinction that YouTube is not social media. Yes, right. it is. You have yes, accounts, you have, you have comments, you right. share information via video, right? Right. In, Instagram with video. Live. You have, yeah. It's the it's, Facebook of, yeah. All right. So now, now that we've established these protocols, right? This is where I'm getting at. So we had GeoCities, right? Which was just basically a web host. Right. right, they didn't do anything really. Um, nope. They gave you they gave you your own little quarter of the web. Same thing with Tripod and all the other hosts that were available at the same time. Yeah, you could do whatever you wanted. In fact, I did host video on a GeoCity site when I was a kid. Um, and that's that's what I'm pointing out here is that you're saying we can go back to that, and I agree. But the problem is we're too service based right now. So, like, people don't say I'm on the internet anymore. They say I'm on Facebook. That's or I'm true, on Instagram. But- but because you can separate the fact that all of these things exist because of the internet. But you can point Facebook to your page. You do not need YouTube anymore. You don't need it anymore. No, you really you don't. Open yourself a GoDaddy account. Put up a go. Go in. Well, um, I would. I would. I would say this much. I'm not saying. I think you have to have a little bit higher level of technical expertise to get away from a YouTube. But there is services out there that are pretty much platform agnostic. They don't care. And they're not aiming to be a social media platform. Right. And like Vimeo is a good example. Yes. I use Vimeo at work. We have a Vimeo account. I host video there that um, we actually share out via our website. And we just use them just as a video service. That's all they are. Strictly upload, embed in our site. Um, And they have marketed themselves to business as software as a service in that way. But as as a private organization, you can go to Vimeo and you can host your documentaries. And there's a lot of great documentaries and stuff on Vimeo if you go, a, go dig around. Right. So here's, here's why I think that, well, first of all, it would have to be almost like a union. There would have to be a musician's strike, so to speak, on um, YouTube. Yeah. And every guitar player, every, everybody that does a pedal, every single reverb, all of them would have to yank their stuff at the same time, go, we're down. We're going, we're moving. Well, think, think about that. Think about this, Jim, though. Let me, that's, that's an interesting conversation about news. Let's come back to that. Let me finish. So if they, if they all pulled it at the same time, they all said, you know what? On, you know, April f- or uh, May 1st or whatever, June 1st, we're all Not pulling April, our videos <laughs> that day. Yeah. April 1st. Yeah. <laughs> just come up with a date. I mean, you know, a, a Rick Beato, a, a uh, you know, Glenn Fricker. A, 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 yeah. All these people say, yep, we're going down. We are not going to put video on your service anymore. We're moving to Vimeo. Goodbye. YouTube might actually listen. Everybody, the, the problem is all the individuals are like, I don't have enough money. 
Steve Terraberry, I don't have enough money. Jared Dines, I don't have enough money. Music is win, I don't have enough money. You get my point, right? Every single one of them as individuals is crying. Now, as a team, now I'm not big on unions. Take my word for it, I'm not big on unions. But when it comes to this, this is why unions existed. Yeah. It's because large corporations were taking advantage of the people, doing the work, and getting nothing for it. And so now is the time. If you're going to do it, step up. Stop being a bitch. Step up. Take your shit off of YouTube. Make a decision together. If they've got to, if they lose millions of views a day, then they'll listen. They're not going to listen if they lose 20 views from me and 18 views from you and 40 views from you. But if they, they lose millions and all of a sudden the music market is no longer except for the pro music market. Well, we can't, we can't get Sony and then those are the ones we're trying to fight against. Get all your shit off YouTube. Two reasons. Well, I'll, tell, I'll tell you two reasons. I'll tell you the two biggest two reasons. reasons. It won't I've happen. Got. I have two reasons it won't happen. I've got, I've got two reasons it won't happen. All right. And All maybe right. one of them is one of the ones, maybe one of them is the one you think yeah, about. The <laughs> There's All our right. F bomb for the episode. Number one reason that I think people won't do it is because they're scared to lose the ad revenue. They've got plenty of Patreon. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're scared to do it because, and number two, uh, well, actually, I guess there's three. Number two, the, um, uh, the fact that YouTube is just too easy. They, you know, there's really not much back end to it. And that comes with, it kind of goes hand in hand with yeah, Vimeo's the same way. setting stuff up. I'm just saying that, that uh, this flood of stuff that would leave YouTube, it would just leave. Not, don't just take today's videos off. Take the whole friggin' site down. Well, so here's, here's, here's why I think this could never happen. All right. And they're mostly social reasons, right? Number one. The YouTube community, which people use the word community, I completely disagree with that term. It's a collective of random ass people who oftentimes have profited off the fact that they don't get along. And so that's a big part of this, um, which is why I think they could never agree to do something like this together because there will always be the Jared Dines in the room. And I use him because we've picked on him in the past, but. They're always been no. Doing- it would be the guitologist. Oh yeah, get to, oh that's even better. There will be the guitologist in the room. Is like you guys are all leaving. Like you are, you are, you know, because because he's yep. going to stay behind, you know. Um, and that would that would kill it, right? Because there would still be content there. Um, so the other reason, excuse me, the uh, tone burrito is uh, having its revenge on me with my hiccups right now. Um, yeah. The other reason is the um. Uh, union problem and this is a problem that i think we just identified that we hadn't talked about before which is the fact that you know jared dines stevie t all these different guys got popular posting videos on youtube they're not a member of the musicians union nope okay so the musicians union would actually step up to the plate and say no we're not going to do this anymore and they would actually go fight youtube for a deal on behalf of their of their union members you know um or at least that you could petition them to do that right so that's not happening here because these people are amateurs, right? They're not professionals in, for the most part. I mean, you got guys like Phil X too, who's probably a member of the union now, but there are a lot of guys in, on YouTube that are not. Like your Steve T, Stevie T, he's not a member of the union, right? And, that, and that's my point. So 
if they were more organization focused, I don't think these people actually see them as professional musicians in the same way that other people see themselves as professional musicians. I, I think that, the mentality is I am a YouTuber first, musician second. Yeah. Um, I be that as it may, I I I would wish that YouTube comes around. I actually would like to see no revenue paid out from YouTube and just say, you know what, the hell with it. You want to put content on there? You can put content on there. Use it as a promotional tool for yourself. Because right. what have we already learned in the music industry, right? Everybody went and they said, we're going we're gonna, to um, go after these people who are stealing our music from services like Napster. And how did that end? Do, do you remember yeah. how that ended? Uh, basically, all of the music industry has folded at this point. There's very little left. And the artists no longer make money off their records. They make money off of their live ticket sales for the most part. For the most part. I mean, obviously, pop musicians is a whole other thing. Um, if you can call that music these days. Um, I call it computer programming or robots having sex, depending on which side of pop music you like. Um, if, if we stop and we back up from that for a minute and we think about it in terms of this, like, what are we doing here? We're basically doing the same thing where um, you've got these companies pursuing people for, for promoting their music. Well, I mean, I mean, Don Henley, for example, cause we've used him and he's, he's a notorious dick about yep. you know, people performing his music. Um, Don Henley is a classic example of somebody who doesn't understand how his music is being promoted. That's right. Take a band like Radiohead. Radiohead sells out pretty much every every gig they play yeah. um and they play high profile gigs in high profile venues for entire stadiums right and they, and they do very very well at it and when was the last time that anybody bought a radiohead album because they've been giving away their music for quite some time exactly so I, I i that's my whole like two cents on this i don't care if you buy my record i would rather you come to my live show see me Come right. talk to me backstage, like do all those different things because at the end of the day, that's going to endear you to me more and make you more loyal to me. And, and that will ultimately result in better ticket sales for me in the future. For sure. So for I'm sure. selling tickets. I'm not selling CDs anymore. That's, that's what right. the industry has said. So you got to promote yourself. Use social media to do that. Don't use social media to go after people. And I'll end it like this. I'll end it by saying this. Anybody who's going, who would buy Don Henley's music has bought and will continue to buy Don Henley's music. That's Those right. people are already going to buy it. You don't have to worry about it, but your music is going to die. That's right. Your music is going to die because you're not willing to allow people to let it live on. That's you right. are not the blood of that music. You have to let it live on. And yep. you're not, you're yep. not doing that. Don Felder, this message is for you. Same thing. Um, love you, Jimmy Page. Same thing. Your music is going to die if you continue to kill it in the live music, in the live venues, in the in the in the hearts and the souls of the people who love your music, um, who want to share your music. I'm not saying they should make tons of money on your music. I am saying though, when you blacklist it from the United States, you've you've said I don't want it in the market. I, I don't ever think that your music is smaller than you are. That's right. It, you, you birthed something that's bigger than you'll ever be. It's magic. You're you're the Melisandre of of uh, rock music. Oh, really? The red the red lady. Okay, yes, the red 
All right, let's let's just let's end this right now. But this is it because I've got two minutes till the yeah. game starts. I I have been David. I have been Jim. And tonight we were the practical guitarists. <laughs>